Hey everyone, and welcome to Pastors of the North podcast again today. Uh, we really appreciate you tuning in. We're turning our attention this week to Advent as we're in the middle of our Advent season um, and why it's important to celebrate Advent. So um, stay tuned, listen to our conversation, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Pastors of the North podcast again, hopefully again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or if this is the first time. Welcome. Hello there. <laughs> um, we wanted to talk a little bit about Advent, why it's important to celebrate it's it. It's Advent. It is. We're 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 into it. Right, it's the new year. It is. We had a calendar once when we were at school and it started, it was the Christian year. And, and so the first month Advent. was Advent. So it started with the end of November. Huh. And then you had you flipped for each page. So like Christmas was one whole had a whole page and it was just like two weeks. Yeah, it was really cool. That calendar would throw me off so badly. It was weird. Like Lent had like six weeks on it. We were just sitting in it for a long time. And then I think ordinary time went into like regular pages. I, I would struggle with that. It I was also color coordinated, which would be difficult oh, for you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, colorblind, not Brian, good. Brian has trouble with her colors. I, I, I would struggle though being on the same the same calendar for page for like six weeks. Yeah, it was, it I, was different. I would get tired of it. It was kind of, yeah, it was different. <laughs> it was different. Yeah, we're going to talk about Advent. Um, we practice it here as a church. What does that mean? It, uh, basically, uh, we talk about uh, Jesus' arrival. We're getting ready for Christmas. I used to think right. it was a countdown for Christmas, but it's, it's kind of a little more than that. Right. There's there's a little more to it, right? <laughs> there's there's actually exactly like a, importance and like meaning a, behind right. it. Right. <laughs> just this random thing we do for kids um comes from the latin word advenire or advenire i don't know how to say latin so that's fine but it, it refers to arrival or uh the coming the arrival of jesus uh to come into our hearts to come into the world uh and traditionally is the christian season of of the church sort of preparing to celebrate jesus birth at christmas right um but it becomes a sort of time for spiritual formation for thinking about how where are the places in my life where I need Jesus to arrive <laughs> right <laughs> again exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's often a season of reflection and preparation like I said but it's also um, like I said it's the new year for the Christian right um, celebrating Jesus birth and then continuing on through the rest of the story now this connects to the idea of celebrating the, the liturgical calendar Right, Christian yes. year, yep. which is Pentecostals uh, is not necessarily part of our tradition. Right. Because um, our tradition is to not really have a tradition. So <laughs> Fair point, yes. So <laughs> That's a way of putting our, it. Our tradition is to be non-traditional. Exactly. Um, but, so, but here's the thing. There's some, really, there's some really cool stuff that we can actually engage with here. Right. Um, there's, a, there's a historical depth that's really rich. There's a, a really meaningful... A sense of connecting with uh, with the Christian faith through the centuries and and reconnecting us to the gospel. I remember talking to a, a pastor once who who was not about celebrating the Christian year. Well, which is which is kind of weird because um, I'm sure he celebrated Christmas and Easter. So <laughs> so likely you're already celebrating it to some degree, right? Um, but he didn't want to do Advent or Lent in any way, and um, because he felt it was too Catholic or something, right? Uh, and whatever. So, um, but here, here's the thing is we will be controlled by the rhythm of something. Right. And the alternative rhythm to the Christian year is the rhythm is the school year. 
So school starts. That's true. So for, if that's the case, then your year starts in September, September, right? And concludes in June, and then you have this little break. Um, and that's how you kind of structure your life. Mm-hmm. It's just each year to the academic calendar. Right. Um, and that's fine. But why, if, if you're always going to be structured by something, mm-hmm. like some sort of rhythm is going to dominate your life, right. whether yeah. you think you will or not, or for some, it's your work schedule, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. Um, why not as a Christian choose a pattern that actually emulates and retells the gospel story every year? You just broke my brain. <laughs> that's actually, that's a like, really why wouldn't good you? point. If you yeah. say, I want to focus on Jesus. I'm a Christian. I follow, I'm a disciple of Christ. Why wouldn't you say, I'm going to, each year, I'm going to pattern my life in such a way that I re-engage with the themes of the gospel message each year. Absolutely. Um, and I know, like, sometimes we say, well, Christmas is about celebrating Jesus' arrival. We need to celebrate that every day. Well, yeah, sure, we do. Same way we recognize Jesus died on the cross and rose for our sins this is something we appropriate and live out every day. It's right. not like we just wait till Easter and then yeah. remind ourselves, oh, right, this is the point. But it's a set But you time. still Right, you can still yeah. choose time to do that. In the same way, like, listen, I love my wife every day, but I don't pretend it's our anniversary every day. <laughs> right. right, exactly. You pick the anniversary is the day to celebrate it. Okay. I love yeah. my kids every day, and I love how they get older every day, but they only have a birthday once a year. Right. Right. So in the same way, um, the Christian calendar helps us set key points in our lives, like anchor points, like Christmas or Easter mm-hmm. or Pentecost. Um, but then also as seasons of, of leading up to those moments and seasons of kind of celebrating afterwards. So right. it starts with Advent and that's the four weeks leading up to Christmas. And then Christmas is, uh, and the colors for Advent are usually purple, um, but some have chosen now dark blue, which is hard for, hard for Brian, unfortunately. I can't tell the difference. Yeah, I can't tell the difference. Uh, because Lent is purple. So dark blue is is a better Adventy color. I'm a fan of the dark blue for Advent because it's sort of the it's sort of the color of the sky when the light is just coming right. before the dawn. And it's this idea of the light of Christ breaking into the world. And so Advent is leading up to the light coming. And so it's dark blue. It's the sky before the, the dawn breaks. Right. And then Christmas is, is white, shining Christmas. Woo! And Christmas goes for two weeks or so, and then you hit the season of Epiphany, which is usually about celebrating Jesus's life, and also refers specifically to when the three wise men encountered Jesus. It's sort of the Epiphany of the right. Magi we talk about. So that hits January for a little bit. You have Epiphany, so you have uh, a season leading up to the celebration, which is Advent. You have the celebration, which is Christmas. Then you have the season following, which is Epiphany. Mm. And then you do the same thing with Easter as the center. So you have a season right. leading up, which is Lent. Yep. Then you have Good Friday, Holy Week, and Easter Sunday as the key. And then you have Easter Tide as the celebration following Easter. Right. So you've got a, a build-up, a center point, and a follow-up, both for Christmas and then for Easter. And then the in-between time is called Ordinary Time, which is a lame name. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the it's most not, exciting It's not time. the best thing. I mean, it's not terrible. Um, but uh, others refer to it as Pentecost season. Right. Because you celebrate at the end the Pentecost and the giving of the Holy Spirit and then living the life of the spirit as the church for the rest of the year until he comes again. And then you rehit it again for Advent. So that's kind of the, the, this, that's how the Christian year works. And um, yeah, so we just this year for our church set up our candles and our wreath and, and went for it. Um, what we wanted to do though, talking about the Christian year is I've got some, we've got some quotes yeah. that talk about Advent and we just wanted to kind of engage, share these with you guys and engage with them a little bit. 
and we're drawing on Steve Bell's excellent book uh, from his Pilgrim Year series. He has a book on every uh, season season of yeah. the church calendar, and uh, they're they're awesome. So if you don't know Steve Bell, we'll put a link in the put a link in the description. Yes, yes, remember, we will remember to do that. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> Note to self. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, from from here, actually, uh, the first quote we're going to look at is is from Steve Bell um, himself, and it says. The church tells and retells her sacred stories year after year, much as a mother to her children who ask for the same stories night after night. And like any good child's tale, they continue to reward well into adulthood. Every or each time we rehearse and reharrow these stories, we unearth something new precisely because there is so much more to receive, mm. but also because our capacity to receive has deepened. Yeah, we as Christians are many things, but for sure we are keepers of the story. We tend it like a fire in the darkest of nights, and we live by its blaze and glory during the day. That's so good. Pretty epic. It's so good. Okay. Yeah, it's like okay, let's do it. Yeah, um, I love the idea of it's worth retelling this, right? Because I actually grow and change each year. Yeah. I need to be reminded of these themes each year. Right. Well, and so the the way I can equate that, when when I read that, I think like, I mean, think of, I'm going to throw it out there. Think of Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. You watch it first time. Or you read oh, it. it's just an or, epic. Or you or, read it. Or, or read, read it. it. Yeah. Watch it. Read you, it. You really know what you're doing. Yeah. Just... yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. But I, 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 I instantly think of movies. because like the first you, time you engage with it is one thing. Yeah. 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 And then you go through it again. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I caught something new. Yes. Yes. And then you watch it again and it just gets deeper and deeper. Yeah. And, and it's the, the same thing with this. Yeah. And the best, the best uh, stories do that. Ex exactly. Yeah. Um, and actually the best art should do that too. Oh, totally. And not just because there's so much in it. There is, there should be a lot of depth in it. If it's good. Right. It's well done. But I've changed too. Exactly. So I come at it differently each time. Yeah. And sometimes instead of trying to come at it new every day, giving yourself a year to come back to this is helpful. Right. So Advent during the pandemic is going to feel different than Advent was last Absolutely year. it right. is. So yeah, exactly. And yeah. I mean, you're, well, like we talked about on our, our last episode, um, how the pandemic is kind of influencing how we react to things. Yeah. yeah you're totally going to see something different. Yeah. And I mean, we see that in the Bible too. I yep. mean, when you read a passage today and then read it six months from now, yep. It could totally speak differently. Yeah. Or reading, like this happens too, even if you're reading a passage, like preaching on a passage for a funeral. Right. Is different than, than grieving yourself mm -hmm. for a lost loved one and returning to that passage yourself. Right. It's going to speak a little differently. That's true. Than when you are sharing that with someone else. Right. So where you're at yeah. changes. Um, so that's, that's part of the beauty of Advent. Part of the beauty of, of the whole thing of tending to this story. I love the idea of Christians are keepers of the story. Yes. The capital K keeper, capital S story. Yeah. Um, there's something kind of mythical and beautiful and awesome about that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what's the next quote? Uh, we've, we've got uh, father Gabriel of St. Mary Magdalene. Bless him. Yes. <laughs> if he's still alive. I, I have no idea. I, I actually don't know. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's from long ago. <laughs> His quote here is um, he came with love to Bethlehem. He comes with grace into our souls. He will come with justice at the end of the world. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's very Advent. So that's sort of the three Advents. 
that's the other thing with Advent is is we can say, well, we're talking about Jesus coming, and it's like, well, he already came, right? Um, so why do we need to talk about it? But it's a couple things. First, by talking about his coming to Bethlehem, we're reaffirming the historic, like the objective historical reality of the incarnation. Yes, which is huge. That's like the one of the linchpins of the Christian faith. Um, it's we don't just believe in Jesus as a good moral teacher; that he's actually God in flesh. And so, right now, we're doing a series on one John, in, right? Uh, yeah, for, through Advent, which and John's all about that. Jesus, the one we saw, we heard, we touched, a real person, the Word of Life among us. Um, so he's, it's God who's come to us, but also what is the second part he said? He comes with grace into, in, our, into souls. our souls. Right. So yeah. the second arrival is his actual, like repenting and believing, right. receiving his salvation. Or you might say another arrival is the coming of the Holy Spirit, you know, in a way as well, the arrival of, yeah. of the father and son making their home within me, um, is another arrival. But then the third one, which again is, mm. is so fitting because we just were coming mm. off, taking a pause from our revelation series. Yeah. And we'll go back to it for Epiphany That's uh, right, for yeah. January. Um, is him coming with justice at the end of the world, coming to set things right, right. Coming, coming as the king. Um, so we live, one great way of putting it or imagining it is we live between the two advents. We live between his first coming and his second coming. I like that. Yeah. So we're keepers of the story between the two advents. It makes it sound very epic. Yeah, it really does. Well, the story is epic. It is fairly epic. Let's be I might, honest. I might take my sword off the wall and start running around just <laughs> getting. Doing, getting her done. Okay, next quote. Next quote. So this one's from uh, Lois Farley Shepherd. Shepherd. Bless her. Uh, <laughs> a, a song called uh, "Ready My Heart." Right. And there's a couple of a couple of chunks here. So it's "Ready My Heart for the Birth of Emmanuel." Ready my soul for the Prince of Peace. Heap the straw of my life for His body to lie on. Light the candle of hope. Let the children come in. Mine is the home that is poor and is barren. Mine is the stable of cold and stone. Break the light to each corner of doubt and of darkness. Now the word is made flesh for the birth of me. Whoa. That's pretty epic. It's, it's just so good. Yeah. So part of the idea there is um, almost imagining myself as the stable. Right. Needing him to come and make his home in my heart. Sometimes we talk about, I think I referred to it a couple Sundays ago, of, of uh, Lord, like, may my heart be like the manger for you to lie in. Right? And so that idea of heaping this, heaping the, the straw of my life together for Jesus to rest upon. Um, making my home ready. Making my heart ready. My life ready for him to come and, and dwell in me. But also that idea of when the light comes, it's going to reveal stuff that doesn't often get revealed. Right. So there's an unveiling of the dark corners and recesses of our hearts when Jesus shows up. And actually this Sunday, um, our John passage is kind of about that. When, when So be in the light, walk in the light. And if you say you don't have sin, right. you're not being like, so there's this call to honesty. When we invite Jesus, the light into our hearts, it reveals stuff that needs to get dealt with. Right. There's the sin there. Um, and we need him to constantly be revealing that. That's where, again, coming back to these themes of him coming each year, arriving each year in me is helpful to go, well, Lord, is there areas in my life where I haven't rightfully given to you? There's a great C.S. Lewis analogy about that. I can't remember where it's from, but he talks about we like to let Jesus into the front 
the like kind of the front room of our hearts, and then mm, before we, yeah. we 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 got all ready for him, and before we know it, he's like down the hall and yeah. opening cupboards, and he's in the kitchen, and he's off in the bedroom, and he's invaded areas of our lives that we don't really want him. Right. To. Yeah. That's the same idea from. Right. From Lois Schubert. Right. Well, and I mean, yeah. I that, and that's exactly you touched on it. That's exactly why why Advent is actually so good and so important. Yeah. To celebrate is it's that refocusing. Yeah. And that reminder that yes he came and we need to ready ourselves over and over again yeah and i mean we we've kind of talked about this with some of the um the almost branding and stuff that we've done Mm. um within our church here over the last year and a bit and how the 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 journey so we we talked about disciples journey and stuff and it's a cycle it it doesn't just you don't just start and you get to the end, and now you're a full-fledged <laughs> right. disciple now with I've a arrived. badge. I've arrived. I'm you, done discipling. You you go back to the beginning and relearn it. Yeah, you're it constantly all. relearning. So that's where yeah. this is. This is exactly that because mm-hmm. the corners aren't lit. The corners of our our heart of our lives aren't just lit the once. Yeah, it's constantly happening. Yeah, and it's a reminder yeah. of that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so, I feel like it's for the Christian too. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. Like you yeah, can yeah. think of this as a sort of an evangelism thing of, well, you know, your heart is darkened. You need Christ to come in totally and bring his light and salvation to you. Yeah. But as a Christian, I also need him to constantly yep. be coming and in, invading my heart. Oh, exactly. Opening up the parts of me that I've maybe closed off again. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm not saved. Right. But uh, it's this is the, the journey of sanctification. Exactly. This is what spiritual formation is. It's this constantly growing and abiding in Christ. Right. Okay, so we've got uh, we've got uh, and one more here. One, one more quote from uh, Malcolm Geit. Yeah, I think so. He, now he is alive. Bless him. He is alive. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Thank he's, you, Malcolm. He's super cool. Advent, a holy season in which we connect again with our inconsolable longing, as C.S. Lewis called it, our yearning for the one who is to come, and is also mysteriously the one who has come already. Come as a child, come as fellow sufferer, come as savior, and yet whose coming already achieved, we hold at bay from ourselves mm. so that we have to learn afresh each year, even each day, mm. how to let him come to us again. Yeah, that's good. So whereas the previous one is about recognizing his arrival again into our hearts, Malcolm touches on this idea of we may say we want him to come, but at times we actually hold him at bay. Right. Because um, our hearts are slippery. Right. And so right. we actually want to resist sometimes the transforming work of Jesus because it's difficult to give up our sin. It's difficult to give up our idols. We block him from we, going we, down that yeah, hallway. We say, yeah, we're holding on to his ankles. Like, don't go down there. I really like that part of my life and I don't want you to change it. Right. Um but again, like a good surgeon, he's saying, I know what's best and kind of cutting out the parts of us that we're used to living there, but aren't in the end helpful for our lives. Right. Well, and and what I like about this too is, is that he points out that he came as a fellow sufferer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, and I think that's really important to acknowledge. Yeah. Is that he... There's a great, um, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but uh, what, what Child Is This? Right, yes. Classic yep. Song. Um, but there's a like a second part to it called Child of the Poor, 
that someone oh, yes. wrote, and it is awesome. And there's a good version of it by the Hound and the Fox. We'll yes. put that in the yeah, put that in the description below. But it touches on that. Right. Christ as a child of the poor, fellow sufferer. And right, right. Really hits home. And then calls the Christian to think about the poor. Yeah. Just hitting, just hitting all the themes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So that's our that's our little uh, peek at Advent. If any of those quotes spoke to you, uh, awesome. That's great. It's brilliant. We love it. And they are in the Pilgrim Year. They're in the Pilgrim Year by Steve, by, by Steve Bell, and he's awesome. And we'll yeah, we'll we'll put some we'll links link to some of that stuff. Um, and Steve's written some songs about for the different seasons as right, well, which yes. are which are really really good. So um, yeah, so whether you're a, an Advent veteran. Or this is all new to you and you're not sure what it's about. It's okay. You can do it. Um, if, if things feel especially busy right now or worrisome again with COVID or whatever's going on in your life, I know for some, um, leading up to Christmas is a difficult time. If you've lost a loved one, because it's just a reminder that they're not here. Mm. And uh, mm -hmm. so Christmas is a, is a sad time. And Advent is a good way to attend to that as well. Right. Um, it both confronts the con the commercialization of Christmas and the consumerism of Christmas and helps us to attend to the longing in our hearts, the brokenness in our hearts, and also the, the grief that we are sometimes carrying with us and just recognizing how much we need Christ to come and do his work in us. Absolutely. So that's the, that's the invitation of Advent. Excellent. Well, well thank you again for, uh, for joining us this week. We'll uh, we'll talk to you during the next episode. Have a good one. Hey guys, welcome and thanks for joining us on Pastors of the North podcast today. Join myself and Pastor Nick as we explore COVID nineteen a little bit and uh, how. Christians should be approaching the pandemic that we're finding ourselves in right now.